You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Darnold trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow fights Crowder. Now your host, Tom Tuttle and John Eddy Jr. Welcome into another episode of the Back Row Jets Show, where we talk about everything Jets. And I, admittedly, we are talking a lot about the draft uh, lately because, well, the draft is less than two weeks away. So that's pretty much what everybody's talking about. And so we're going to continue talking about that. Uh, but first, let me introduce to you my co-host of Fantasy Fuel, uh, John Eddie Jr. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I'm counting down the days where yes. we actually have something to watch on TV that is sports related <laughs> because it's been way, way too long. Yes. Um, but before we get into the draft, I want to talk a little bit about, about the edge rushing situation that the Jets have. Uh, obviously, Clowney has have. been the talk. <laughs> we have. We've been talking about Clowney for the last you know, three weeks and how much the Jets, I think the Jets should go out there and sign Clowney. Um, but there's other rumors out there that people have been talking about. Should the Jets go and trade for Yannick Ngakwe? That, to me, is another question out there that I just I, – it doesn't make sense for the Jets to trade anything away to get a edge rusher. As, as good as Ngakwe is, and I think he's a good, a good edge rusher, I just don't think it makes sense – for the Jets to trade away a pick or two picks to get somebody who's still going to cost a decent amount of money. I, it, to me, I, I'd rather spend more money and get somebody like Clowney and not give away any picks than to go out there and get Ngakwe. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And without my Clowney bias judging anything right here, your scenario, it definitely would make more sense spend a little bit more money for Clowney and not have to give up picks to get Ngakwe as much as I would rather have Ngakwe in a place oh, yeah, I want to watch there. because I don't like Clowney individually, but it makes more sense that way. I actually agree. I, I, I'd rather have Ngakwe than Clowney, but to me, I, I've been on the Clowney train because it doesn't cost anything except for money. So that's why I'd rather have Clowney at this point just because we're not giving up something that we need in the future. I mean, we could go out there and draft a defensive end that might be something in the future. I mean, he's probably not going to be anywhere close to Ngakwe or Clowney. But I, I, to me, I'm almost done with the defense. Like, if the defense was just done and we didn't add anything else to this team defensively, I'm okay with that. Like, the defense to me is still good enough. It's average. Now, we can make it a little bit more than average if, you know, players progress the way they should and, and everything goes the right way, it could be above average. But right now I think it's an average defense, which is at least average, and I think it's good enough for the Jets. So when we go into the draft, I would love to focus primarily on the offense, which I think we should do. I don't know whether or not we're going to do that entirely. Um, but, yeah, I, I, 
I guess what what I'm trying to say is we had an opportunity with the back row network. They got every single team that uh, like the draft is set up that way where we can pick with the 11th pick for the New York Jets. And every single team that is in the back row network has that team. And it's going to be fun. And it is, so far has been. And it's not quite done yet, but it's a lot of fun to be the GM, you know, the yeah. quote-unquote GM for the New York Jets. And I'd like to talk about that mock draft that we're doing right now. All right, before uh, we move on, I had one more thing about Clowney yeah. I wanted to say. Now, Clowney, in my opinion right now, is only hurting himself by not signing somewhere. If he isn't signed by the draft and the teams that need an edge rusher draft an edge rusher his price is only going to go down because less teams are going to be interested in him so i don't understand what his reasoning is right now for not at least trying to get max value out of his contract and that's the whole thing that i i have issue with him it's like i wanted him three weeks ago i wanted him two weeks ago I want him a week ago. Now it's like, I just don't care. Yeah. Like, just if do you really don't want to be here, then fine. Wait. Don't be here, but sign somewhere and make, you mm-hmm. know, not like they're having any workouts or anything like that, but still make yourself known that you want to be a part of a team somewhere so that they don't have to waste talent and then be like, oh, well, oh, so now you're willing to come to us? Well, I mean, okay, I guess. And then that rookie that got drafted in the second round is like, hey, what about me? I thought I was going to be the guy here, and now I'm not. Yeah, uh, that's exactly the point. Um, But now we can get on to the mock draft for the Back Row Network. Um, We can start with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think everybody knows – they're going to pick Joe Burrow. So the Bengals, they did pick Joe Burrow. Right. We don't have to go through every single one here, but I have some standouts. Isaiah Sim- Simmons went to the Giants, um, which makes sense. Uh, obviously, the quarterbacks, Herbert, went to the Dolphins, which is a little head-scratching. That, um, that is Jeremy, the head of the mm-hmm. back row show. He's a giant Dolphins fan. I just mm-hmm. don't think he has enough love for Tua, and he likes I, the Justin Herbert possibilities kind of like a Josh Allen was a couple years back. Yeah, that I can totally see that. It just I, I'm not in love with Herbert, but oh, be that as it may. I think uh, Tua would have been a fine fit there. Tua also, he went to the Chargers on the very next pick. Um, And then I want to talk about the ninth pick. The Arizona Cardinals was the first offensive tackle taken, which was fine. I didn't really care for Tristan all that much. I think he is a little overhyped. And then Becton was the 15th pick, which was below us. And I didn't really... It, that was somebody I was contemplating on. I wanted to get somebody of that caliber, but the one that really, really threw me off, made me not want to pick an offensive tackle there, was when the Cleveland Browns picked Andrew Thomas because that's the guy I was looking at. Right. I really wanted Andrew Thomas with the 12th pick if I wasn't going to go with wide receiver. Now, luckily, they made it a lot easier for me, so I went with Jerry Judy in the wide receiver. So I think we got obviously the best situation that we could have had. We pretty much got forced into making a decision. I didn't have to go with Becton. We went with Jerry Judy. I think that's a hundred percent the right call. 
Yeah, I after Andrew Thomas was gone, it was going to be a wide receiver. We talked a little bit about Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb, and yeah. my only real suggestion when we talked about it was all the guys that have come out of Alabama for wide receivers that have been amazing. I mean, you go back, you look at Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, and Calvin yeah. Ridley, and yeah. then this year we've got like three guys that Alabama could have put in the draft, and um, they're all good, so – I feel safer with Jerry Judy. Not saying CeeDee Lamb will be bad. He's just, for whatever reason, I think that pedigree of Alabama means something. Absolutely. But um, it gets a little better for me, at least when I'm talking about this draft, this back row network draft. I got We got Jerry Judy, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to miss out on the offensive tackles that I want. I had my offensive tackles ranked as such i had andrew thomas then i had tristan and then i had uh, uh becton and then after that i had uh i gotta look at it real quick i had austin jackson and i'm sitting there thinking okay austin jackson's gonna be gone by the time he gets to us that's just my where i had him ranked mm-hmm. and lo and behold Austin Jackson's sitting there with the 50th pick overall, and we we can just take Austin Jackson as well. Like, to me, that was 100% another right call. On, but one thing that I could have done with that pick, and because I was looking at the draft and how it was laying out, I was thinking, okay, Austin Jackson's still here. And I was like, what? Wait a second. T. Higgins is still available. But he ended up going a few, a few picks before. Yep. We got our pick, but I was just saying, man, I would have taken T. Higgins over Austin Jackson. I'm sorry, T. Higgins going. I, I've seen mocks where he's in the third round. It's like, how insane. is T. Higgins going to the third round? And it's past our pick in yeah. mock draft in that third round. It's like, well, there's no chance we should be not taking T. Higgins in the third round if he's available. Right. That would just be insane. I think he is extremely talented. He is in my view, he's the third or fourth best wide receiver in this draft. I, I, I'm sorry. I would have 100% taken him in the second round, and there's no reason for any mock drafts to have him in the third round. I don't get that at all. But I didn't get him. So we ended up going with Austin Jackson, <laughs> which absolutely 100% makes sense for the New York Jets. Now we have an offense of tackle, and we have probably the best wide receiver in this draft, and that is going to be a huge, Huge, huge help for the New York Jets um, for this next year if, obviously, that's what happens in this draft. I would love for that to happen um, for the New York Jets. Coming And then, what, 10 days? Yes. The, the Jets are going to be drafting, and it's that first day is going to be so exciting. I can't wait. And I hope we get Judy because that's honestly the first <laughs> guy I want. I hope Judy. I hope if it's not Judy, C.D. Lamb. If it's not him, it better be an offensive lineman of some sort, because I don't want to go any further than that. I wouldn't want even, even T Higgins or, or I uh, can't think of the other guy's name right now, but I wouldn't want either of them in the first round. I'd want that to fall the second round. And I don't think rug rugs. I don't think rugs is yeah. going to fall the second round either way. So I personally would like to see T Higgins at that point, be the guy in the second round that we would get. And then have an offensive tackle, whatever that might be in the first round. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rugs, you said he went um, 15th overall in this draft yeah. to the Broncos, which 
I guess kind of makes sense, though makes sense. I don't like that spot for rugs if we're talking about fantasy value, but right, yeah. that's a different story. Uh, you said Andrew, or not Andrew, um, oh my goodness, uh, Austin Jackson. Why couldn't Austin I think Jackson, of yeah. Austin Jackson? You had him ranked as your, what, fourth offensive fourth. tackle, and yep. he was like the eighth or ninth one yeah. selected in this draft. So if you like him that much, and he pans out that's that would be an amazing snag right there um, as honestly i was hoping for ezra, ezra cleveland in the second round because that's kind of where people have been putting them right and i'm okay i like that that pick there and it doesn't drop too far from the first round of caliber players but Ezra was taken before and austin jackson somehow i don't know what happened maybe my my ranking system's off <laughs> but i really liked austin jackson and absolutely 100 percent all for it in the second round nope that was a perfect landing spot um that's one of the most needed spots because yeah. we know the offensive linemen that we got in the free agency aren't the best offensive linemen in the league they're an upgrade we've discussed yeah. this it's going yeah. to help a lot but it would be nice to have somebody like Austin Jackson just sitting there waiting in the wings, you know, put him in a little bit here and there. And then if he just outperforms everybody else, great. Then you put him in there and you know, you've got something going into the future. Yep, absolutely. And then, I mean, if you think about this, if for some reason, Andrew Thomas does fall to the jets and we get Andrew Thomas, and for some reason, Austin Jackson falls to us in the second round. <laughs> I am 100% all for yes. that. Get two offensive tackles. That is perfect. I'd love that. I mean, offensive tackles, maybe two offensive tackles doesn't make a lot of sense, but it does. Yeah. I mean, the last time we got two really good offensive linemen in the well, it was the first round was when we had Mangold and DeBrickashaw Ferguson. Oh, there you go. Both of them hung around for a long time, and they were the – they. I mean, we we haven't done anything in the draft as far as offensive linemen uh, since then. I mean, that to me, it, it does help a lot when you get offensive linemen early. And uh, and if they can become that stellar type of player, I mean, that that's perfect. Yeah. Now, now, let's move on to the third round, where this could be a very interesting pick that I picked. Yes. Because I was looking around. I wanted to possibly go defensive end, an edge rushing type of sure. guy which, you know, makes perfect sense. Um, well, I was looking at Bradley uh, and I, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I just, I thought, I thought there was a, a better chance that he could fall to that second pick in the third round. So I wanted somebody that I've been keeping my eye on, a close eye on, is Brian Edwards. Um, he's a wide receiver. So now we're addressing another wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. And I still think this makes perfect sense for the Jets to do this. Now it is a little bit controversial because he is somebody who can be a type of slot receiver type of person, but that doesn't mean he can't be on the outside. And that doesn't mean we can't have two really good slot receivers. And it also doesn't mean that he can't, sit back for a year and kind of or two and kind of just wait it out and then replace. But I don't think he needs to replace. I think he needs to get out there right away. If we ended up drafting Edwards and become the guy that I know he can Maybe he he's six foot three, he's 215 pounds. He's got that traditional receiver size mm -hmm. and he's, 
he can get he can get open. There's nothing wrong with his ability. I think he's got a really stellar amount of uh, agility. He's got uh, a high end. Uh, uh, what's the word for electricness, <laughs> juiciness? You know, he's got juiciness. that type of. Uh, oh, he's got really good hands. He's got tremendous and really good tracking the ball skills. I mean, I've seen some highlights with him where he's going back making one-handed catches almost, and not quite like OBJ, but he's he's got a really, really good ability to be a, an outstanding receiver in this league. And to me, I think he is more of a – I don't want to say first-round caliber receiver because it, I don't want to put him there. But I think he's got at least a second-round caliber talent if you're just looking at his talent alone it's close to a first rounder and he does carry some risk because he was in that walking boot so we don't know exactly what's going to happen with him we don't we didn't get to see everything you know in the senior bowl or anything like that so I understand why he's dropping to the third round he might even drop further than that, but I didn't want to take that chance because I think he's got the stellar ability to be somebody that the New York Jets can 100% have a complete turnaround with this franchise to have somebody like Judy and then somebody like him to be Sam Darnold's targets for the foreseeable future. 100% on board with that. That's why I picked him with that first pick in the third round. Yeah, and it made sense. After um, the Bengals and the Lions both took edge rushers, basically right. uh, a pick and three picks before the Jets pick came up on here. So more than likely an eye will be available. What do we got? Another eight, nine picks in between there. And a bunch of edge rushers have gone. So I would hope that nobody else snags up an eye. So it was a perfect spot to take a wide receiver. And if you think Brian Edwards is the real deal and the only reason he's fallen to the third round is because he was in that walking boot and he comes yep. back healthy, could be a great selection, like you said, for years to come if if they can all get on the same page and work with Sam Darnold. He's got some confidence in these guys. It, it should be a good pick, again, as long as that walking boot wasn't hindering him as much as some people may believe. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that a hundred percent. Now I do want to talk about that second pick in the third round that the jets have. Um, (laughs) This is where it gets a little interesting. Now I do want to consider Bradley and I, but then I'm sitting there thinking, you know, Cam Akers hasn't gone. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I, he's still available in this draft. That, is just mind-boggling to me. Obviously, I'm a Florida State fan, and I love Cam Akers, and I've gushed over him already in our Fantasy Fuel podcast, Mm -hmm. and it just seems weird that not one of these teams would go after Cam Akers. I don't even know. I think it's just Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift that have gone, and that's it. Like, okay, well, Cam Akers isn't that far away from them, in my opinion, Jonathan Taylor picked at 32, which is well, the Chiefs. Think, uh, uh, the guy from Ohio State. Was- oh, yes, Dobbins. Yes, he also yeah. did get, which, again, I'm biased. I would take Akers over Dobbins, so that one yeah. was a little confusing to me. Um, trying to look for DeAndre Swift went to the Buccaneers. That would be a perfect spot. That would be perfect. For uh, yeah. And that's at the 45th overall pick. 
And then where did Dobbins? I think Dobbins actually was the first one off the board. Yeah, Dobbins went to Miami at 26. So Jeremy of the back row fantasy show and the back row dolphin show is going outside the box for the dolphins picks. No, no, he did no, not no. take he Tua. That's why I have to disagree with you a little <laughs> bit because I think Dobbins to me personally, he's the best running back in this draft. Ooh. That's just because I, what I have seen out of him and the highlights, you can put all the stats out there. You want the highlights that I've seen of Dobbins is insane. Okay. I love what he does with his feet. He's got the agility. Well, we don't have to go there, but <laughs> this is the Jets show. But, I mean, if the Jets got somebody like Dobbins, wow, that would be amazing. But if we have somebody like Akers, yeah. I mean, that's not falling too far, for, in my opinion. If to you, it's a, it's a step up because you like Akers more than Dobbins. Yeah. So if, if Akers was available with this pick, I might flat out just take Akers even over Bradley and I because going back to the start to the beginning of this podcast, this episode, I said, I'm okay with the Jets defense. Right. It's average or above average. I'm fine with it the way it is. So if something like this falls to the Jets and Cam Akers is sitting there, I want the Jets to take Cam Akers there because we know Le'Veon Bell's not going to be, well, uh, he's not going to be great forever and he's not going to be on the Jets forever. So we might as well sure that up. Get somebody like Cam Akers who's got tons of agility. He's got all sorts of, you know, talent in all sorts of all all aspects of the game <laughs> um the guy is 100 percent a perfect pick for the jets in the second round or the third round the second pick of their i can't say things right <laughs> there's their third round second pick if that's makes any sense yes but i mean i would absolutely 100 percent take cam Akers here if he's still there but if not i'm 100 percent fine with bradley and i as well because we need an edge rusher <laughs> so I don't yeah. have any- it'll all depend on if they sign Clowney or trade for Ngakwe or like I've mentioned before what about somebody right. like Everson Griffin I mean he's going to be cheaper than all both of those other guys and he's not going to cost the draft picks either and then there's more room to do whatever you else need to do um if you need to take it if you if you could get Cam Akers in the third round right here and you could trade off Le'Veon Bell and take a hit this year and you're yeah. fine with Cam Akers and trade Le'Veon Bell somewhere, maybe trade him to get Ngakwe or something of that nature. I don't think yeah. the uh, Jaguars yeah, would yeah, do a, that, but, I mean, hey, you never know. I mean, it's a possibility. I don't mind the aspect of trading Le'Veon Bell if we get somebody like Cam Akers because, honestly, Cam's, I would assume, would be the guy of the future anyway. So if he's going to be good, he's going to be good. I I would I I'm 100 on board with that. I don't know what the Jets are going to do. I don't know what Joe Douglas is going to do. He is uh, throwing me for a loop for the most part because I haven't seen this type of GM for the New York Jets in quite some time, and I'm actually quite pleased with what he has done so far. Um, but I want to go on to the fourth round just to kind of cover the basis here. And once it gets to the fourth round, it gets a little iffy. Of course. Uh, but this is I just want to point out that we still kind of need a cornerback so I wouldn't mind going in that direction in the fourth round I would be 100% okay with an offensive lineman in the fourth round although that doesn't always work out no. sometimes you end up with an offensive lineman in the in late in the draft and you end up being what the Jets have been for the last so many years because we didn't go early with offensive linemen in the draft 
Um, we could do another edge rusher. That would make no sense if we actually did have Bradley well, and I. Yeah, if you got an eye, you probably wouldn't go in the fourth round. But if you went Cam Akers, I think you'd almost have to go yeah. edge rusher. It would probably be yeah. edge or cornerback, in my opinion. But again, offensive lineman, you can't fault anybody for taking somebody there either. But I think if you don't get somebody like Ngakwe or Clowney, and then you take Cam Akers, like people can be like, "What are you doing at edge rusher? Why are you not drafting somebody?" And then we'll be, you know, the memes will come back out and be like, right. "Yep, nobody knows what they're doing in this organization anymore." I would actually be perfectly <laughs> fine with it. I mean, I'm again, I'm fine with the way the defense is right now. I would love for them to get an edge rusher and to actually improve that defensive line. But the way it is right now, I'm okay with it. It's not perfect. It's not anywhere close to perfect, but it's good enough. And so I would expect them to get a defensive end uh, or some kind of edge rusher, regardless. You call a linebacker. I don't care what you call it. It's just an edge rusher. I would expect them to do that in the fourth round if we didn't in the third round. But if we did get an edge rusher in the third round and Cam Akers didn't end up falling to us or anybody of that caliber – I would be uh, perfectly okay with a wide receiver in the fourth round. If, the, if there's a, it's a strong wide receiver group this year. So there's still going to be something of value in the fourth round for the wide receivers. Now, this is where a lot of people are telling me, this is where the Jets should be drafting a tight end fourth rounds because mm. we need a tight end. I, I, I just, I'm fine with Herndon. I'm fine with what we got. I just want them on the field. That's, there's nothing really spectacular in tight ends this year either. So right. there's yeah. no real point after the fourth round it's pretty much best player available. Don't try and get cute and draft for yeah. needs because unless somebody absolutely fits your scheme perfectly, there's no point in, well, I think we could use another cornerback, but there's actually some more talented offensive linemen still available. You go with the offensive lineman. Don't worry about that need. If you absolutely have to, you trade a next year's pick away and get somebody that might look like they're not going to make a team in you know, spring or training camp and all that kind of stuff. So again, round five and on, it's basically just, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. And, I think what makes more more sense in the fourth round is probably for the Jets to go with the cornerback situation. But again, I'm fine just punting the entire defense for <laughs> first four rounds. I, I don't care. I, I just want to see the Jets actually make a real attempt to help that offense because the offense was horrible when it comes to wide receivers and when it comes to offensive line. That was just that was abysmal. That was the worst it could have possibly been. Yeah. Now, if we didn't make any free agent uh, acquisitions so far this year, I would be telling every single one of these first three picks would better be offensive linemen. I would 100% be on board with that. But we made some acquisitions for the offensive line, so I'm okay with making only one selection. As long as that's in the first round or the second round, I'm okay with that. But I, I expect to have, you know, a fifth-round offensive lineman, maybe a fourth-round offensive. They're going to do more than just that. But to me, addressing the defense only makes sense in the later rounds. We have to address this offense. Our offense can't be as bad as it was this last year and expect to be a playoff team. So that's where I'm at. I think that's kind of going to do it for us i got one more thing before we get okay. out of here it goes along exactly with what you've been saying about the mm -hmm. offense let's get some draft picks that actually help us score points because 
the Jets have finished in the bottom 10 of the NFL in points scored seven of the last eight seasons. And New York is in the bottom three in points scored over that time period total, covering all <laughs> of the last three head coach eras, Ryan yes. Poles and Gay. So we need, you can't win in the NFL no. unless you can score some points. Just like John Madden always said, the team who scores the most points usually wins the game. <laughs> Thanks, John, man. That's that's perfect. Um, but, yeah, uh, the fact of the matter is, is our offense needs to be shored up. I mean, the only time we were any good without a halfway decent, decent offense was when we had Rex Ryan, and our defense was the best defense in the league. Right. We're not going to get that no matter what we do right now. So our offense needs to be shored up for us to have a chance to make the playoffs. And I absolutely 100% think that's what we will do. We're going to go offense first and second round. If we don't, it's going to be a huge mistake. And I will hold Joe Douglas absolutely responsible for that. And I will hold uh, Gase responsible for that. If, and if I find out that Gase is telling Joe Douglas, yeah, I think we need to get a defensive lineman here, I, I will – I will, mm, that will make <laughs> me so, so angry. I do not want a defensive lineman in the first two rounds at all. Now, I do, this is – we're dragging on. <laughs> but in the first round, I want to say something. If for some crazy, crazy outlandish reason we get uh, the chance – to get somebody like Isaiah Simmons in the first round, and he falls all the way to yeah. I could understand why they'd want to do that, and I wouldn't be completely ticked off. It wouldn't it's be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it's still a mistake, but I would I wouldn't I wouldn't kill Joe Douglas. <laughs> I would be okay with it. I would just not be happy with it. So, just that being said. Our linebackers are good enough, but if you can sure that up and make it superb, because nobody really, we don't really know if he's a linebacker, safety, or hybrid, right. both. So I, I would be okay with it. I just don't think it's necessary. And that's, I mean, he would be the best player left. I mean, as far as talent goes, right. he would be the best player, but I'd still rather have Judy or Lamb at that point, or even, you know, Andrew Thomas. Right. Well, that's just where I'm at. But, I just wanted to kind of clarify that I wouldn't be absolutely horrified <laughs> if the Jets went with Isaiah Simmons with that first pick, but that's not going to happen. There's no chance he gets it that far. No. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. I do appreciate you listening to us. Um, again, if you like fantasy football, which you probably do since you like the New York Jets, I would, I would suggest that you, Listen to uh, me and John's show, Fantasy Fuel. And if you like fantasy football, there's another show out there, the Back Row Fantasy Show. They are as, just as good as we are. Um, so I suggest you to if, to listen to them as well. And don't forget, if you want to find out what other teams are thinking, you can go and listen to the Back Row Network. They got every team on there. You can listen to the Packers. You can listen to the Patriots for whatever reason, and you can you can listen to all of them. I mean, they're not all there yet, but we are we are getting we're working. It on is it. getting a lot closer. So the Raiders guy just came on. That's going to be a good show. Go give that a listen if you care anything about the Raiders. So I appreciate everything, John. If you got anything else, please go ahead. I got nothing except for. 